Matthew 28. It says loads of things we love to do as a church. We love to sing as a church, to, to praise God. And, and we love to pray um, as flows helpfully led us. And, and we love to look at God's word together and understand what God is saying to us through his word. And we're working our way very slowly through these, these words of Jesus, the last words that Jesus spoke. I'm going to read from verse 18 to the end of the, to the, end of the book. So Matthew 8, 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So let's keep those words open, and we're working our way through... They love it. They love it. They have such a happy time. <laughs> um, so we're working our way through these, these verses. And, and Jesus is giving his, kind of, his final command to his disciples. We've seen all authority rests with Jesus. All authority has been given to him. And he says, therefore, go with that authority. Go and make disciples of all nations. And the bit we've got to today is baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, let me tell you about my car. I drive a um, Vauxhall Zafira. It's a very, very sensible car. And one day when you have a car, you will probably buy a Vauxhall Zafira because they are outstandingly good. Except for one thing. At the windscreen, there are these bits that bits of the car that mean there's a blind spot which you just, when you go around a particular angle of the corner, you just can't see what's coming around the corner. And it always strikes me as very unsafe. And it's the, it's the blind spot. And my guess is that all cars actually have blind spots of some sort around the place. Now, the reason I'm talking about that is because this week, God has revealed to me a blind spot Certainly in me, probably in a lot of us, and I think probably wider in a lot of the churches that we're used to being part of. And the blind spot I'm talking about is the place of baptism. Baptism. You see, what I guess is that most of us, if we've been around church for a while, would say, yeah, I know about baptism. Baptism is important. I think it's important. I guess many of us here probably have been baptized. But I don't think that I would have put baptism as one of the most important things that Jesus thinks we should be doing. I don't think that that's how naturally, instinctively I think. So have a look at what Jesus says again. Here it is. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Here's the big command. Go and make disciples. Right? That's, your, that's the big command. Make disciples. Okay, how do you make disciples? What is the recipe to make a disciple? What do you need? You know, if you're making a pecan pie, you say, hey, Google, what do I need for a pecan pie? And you're told. 
hey, Jesus, what do I need to do if I'm going to make a disciple? Well, he says you need to do two things. You need to baptize them, and you need to teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. Is that what you'd have said? So I wonder, and I want to sort of make a public um, confession, an apology, really, as a pastor, because my job is to, is to teach this church family alongside the other elders. It's not just me, but I don't think that we've spoken enough about baptism. And so what I want to do this afternoon is magnify the importance of baptism. And the reason I think it matters so much is because the first thing that we're told that Jesus does as an adult is get baptized. Jesus. You go back to the start of Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 3, Jesus is baptized. Baptism, the word baptized literally means to dip or to immerse or to be overwhelmed by. And Jesus went down into the river. He was immersed in the water of the river, and then he came up out of the water again. It's how Jesus started his ministry, and then he says, it is how I want every single one of my disciples to start their walk with me. Here's what I think we do often. We tell people about Jesus. You need to believe in Jesus. He's great. Jesus is great. Jesus died on a cross for you. He loves you. He wants to forgive you. He's fab. We don't mention baptism. Someone says, oh, that sounds great. I'd love to be a Christian. You go, great, become a Christian. And off they start coming to church. And then at some point, someone often absentmindedly says, have you been baptized? And they go, bapt what? what? What's that? And what we've done is we've split becoming a Christian, the moment of trusting in Jesus, we've split it from getting baptized. You sort of become a Christian, and then at some point down the line, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, now I'm going to get baptized. Whereas I think what Jesus teaches us is that baptism is far more important than that. And so we're going to magnify the importance of baptism this afternoon. Now, let me just say, there's a bunch of us here. We're all going to have different, um, different places. Like I said at the start of this service, some of us would say, I'm not a Christian. I don't know what I believe. Well, this afternoon, listen. Listen to what baptism means. Let me show you how beautiful baptism is. And maybe this afternoon, even this afternoon, God would begin to help you to see why baptism is wonderful. Some of you are Christians. You say, I'm following Jesus, but you haven't been baptized. I am not, this afternoon, going to try and make you feel guilty. That's not my job. But I do want to correct a blind spot that I think perhaps we've slipped into. And so my expectation is that some of us this afternoon, after hearing this, will go, I want to be baptized. Not, oh man, I've got to be baptized. But I want to be because it's so wonderful. There's a group like that. There's a group of us here who have been baptized. That might have been when we were a child, or it might be when we were an adult. We'll come to that later. It might do. Um, but either way, you haven't thought about your baptism for donkey's years. It happened to you at some point, either when you were very little, or perhaps when you were a teenager, or whatever. 
And this is what really challenged me. I haven't thought about my baptism. I was about 16 when I was baptized. I haven't thought about it for years. And I want to magnify the importance of baptism. And I want to point you to your baptism, if you've been baptized, and say, look at it. It's wonderful. So that's what we're going to try and do. Because when Jesus says, go and make disciples, we're not being told to go and increase church attendance. We're not being told to try and make people nicer or more spiritual or more religious. We're not told to try and get people to believe in God or to know more about Jesus or to pray a prayer or to invite Jesus into their heart. What Jesus tells us to do is to make disciples who are baptized. What does that mean? Well, that's where baptism is going to help us. What does it mean to be a disciple? It means you have a new story to tell. It means you have a new identity to embrace. It means you have a new direction to follow. And it means you have a new future to take hold of. That's what we're going to do. Let's work through those things. Baptism. When someone goes down into the water and up again... That is a storytelling act. That's my first big point, storytelling. All of us um, have a story, right? You have a story, a story that you live by, a story that helps you to make sense of the world and your part in the world, a story that tells us where we've come from, a story that gives us purpose. Listen to this. This was um, a man called Dan McAdams who wrote a book called The Stories We Live By. It was quite a long time ago, um, back in the 1990s. But this is um, what he said. I, I thought this was really helpful. If you want to know me, it should be up on the screen. Yeah, if you want to know me, then you must know my story. For my story defines who I am. He, he's not a Christian. He's just writing as a um, kind of philosopher type vibe. And if I want to know myself to gain insight into the meaning of my own life, then I too must come to know my own story. I must come to see in all its particulars the narrative of the self, the personal myth that I have tacitly, even unconsciously, composed over the course of my years. It's a story I continue to revise and to tell myself and sometimes to others as I go on living. What he's saying is that our lives... In order for us to make sense of them, we, we are telling a story. And sometimes it's a story that we get to write, but sometimes it's a story that other people are writing. Other people say something about you, and it begins to feed into your story. And there are people in this room now who, are, who believe things about themselves because others have said them, and it's become part of your identity. It's become part of your story. It's become part of the way that you view this world things that people have said to you or experiences that you've been through. And a lot of our stories are really hard. And even the best of our stories, even the most glorious of our stories, ultimately they end in death. Every human story is a life-to-death story. Death is the inevitable result of living in this world. Because as human, 
As human beings, we have written God out of our story. We've said, no, we don't really want God in our story, despite the fact he's the creator. We've written him out, and we've sought to write our own story, but the only stories we can write move from life to death. But baptism tells a different story. This is what I've got excited about this week. You see, think about baptism. I don't know if you've, ever se- if you've never seen one. Let me act it out for you. Splash. Oh, right? Um, that's basically what it looks like. Unless you're a baby and then it's like, sprinkle, sprinkle. Anyway, um, it's down and up, right? Now think about the shape. Death to life, resurrection. The, the shape of baptism is down and up. The shape of baptism is death under the water. To be under the water is to be in the place of death. And as you come up out of the water, there is life. And so baptism is telling a different story because every human story is life to death. Every human story goes, what? Splash. And stays there. Because there's no way to reverse death. But baptism, you come back out again. It's glorious. And this is the story only God can tell. Only God can tell a story that takes you from death to life. And he does it all over the place in the Bible. So if you think back, um, if you know anything about the Bible, one of the big, big stories of the Old Testament was when God's people Israel were slaves in the place of death. And what did God do? He took them from the place of death and he brought them out to the place of freedom. And what did they have to go through to get from death to life? The water, the Red Sea. And if you think I'm making this up, you're wrong because Paul says in 1 Corinthians that you were baptized, that Israel was baptized as they came out of the slavery through the water and out to the new promised land. It's death to life. And guess what Israel did? They told that story over and over again. And they sang about it. And they declared, God, he's rescued us. In fact, the first thing they do when they go from death to life in Exodus 15 is they sing a great big long song to declare that God has saved them. And so this is the story that we see over again in Israel But then it's not just Israel, because then we see it in the life of Jesus. Jesus comes into this world. He's the son of God. He comes into this world, and his story is death to life. He is baptized. At the start of his life, his adult life, he's baptized in the river. But then when he goes to the cross, he is baptized as he goes into death, into the grave itself, and then up again. This is the shape of death to life. You see it, right? It's his story. Baptism tells a story. But then here's the miracle, right? Stick with this. I know it's warm. Stick with this. Here's the miracle. It is possible for his story, for Jesus' story, to become your story. It is possible for you to go from death to life. How? By being joined to him, by being united to him. 
Imagine one day I decided I wanted to do a parachute jump. I didn't have any of the skills that are required for parachute jumping. I mean, I have one of those skills. Um, the falling, I think I can do that. But I have none of the other skills that are required. So it would make sense to me to find someone who's an outstanding instructor. And so I find someone who's a, who's a great instructor. I say, please, please could I tie myself to you? This feels like a much better way of doing a parachute jump. I would like to kind of be joined to you in your parachute jump. So here I am now kind of bound to this person, this other parachute jumper. Now, can you see that by being bound to them, their story now becomes my story? I'm now inextricably linked. Whatever happens to them is going to happen to me too. If they jump out the plane, I've got no choice. I'm going. And as they fall, I fall with them. And when they pull the parachute cord, boom, the parachute opens. And I'm safe because of them. Now that, I think, is a really powerful picture of what it means to be a Christian. To be a Christian means to be joined to Jesus by faith. It means you're united to him so that his story becomes your story. So if Jesus died, then you too have died. If Jesus rose from the dead, then you too have been raised to new life. Let me just read you some words from um, Romans 6. Um, if you've got it, you can turn to it, but don't worry too much. I just want you to hear that what I'm saying is not just my thoughts. It is what the Bible says. It says in Romans 6, verse 3, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. Do you see it? When Christ was buried, I was buried with him because I'm joined to him. And so when we make disciples, we are calling people to enter into this magnificent story. Baptism tells that story. So in baptism, I'm saying, look what's happened to me. And getting wet, going into the water and up again is me saying, this is my story. And notice it's now no longer a story where I take center stage, because normally my story is, I did this, and I did this, and I did this. Now the story is where God takes center stage in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit. The Father loved me. The Son died for me. The Spirit raised me. It's him. It's all him. Look what he's done for me. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. That's what baptism means. It's storytelling. So think back to your baptism if you have been baptized. And think, that's my story. What I did on that day, it's my story. Now, closely related to that is that baptism is also identity-defining. You see, once this becomes your story, now you have a new identity. 
Which is why Jesus says that we're to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Did you hear it? One name, the name of, just one name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Because this God who we've come to know is not some abstract, vague, philosophical thought. He is a Father, a Son, and a Spirit. One God. I thought the way Flo prayed was so helpful as she helped us to think about the Father, Son, and Spirit. And by being baptized, God puts his name on you. This one's mine. Father, Son, and Spirit says, the Father says, this one is my child. The Son says, this one is my brother. The Spirit says, this one is the one I love. Father, Son, and Spirit put their name on you. So when you think about your baptism, your baptism declares, Father, Son, and Spirit have put their name on me. I belong to them. I belong to him. Now, you might say to me, well, why on earth would you need to get baptized for that? Surely you could just do it in your heart, can't you? You know, it's all a bit physical, isn't it, this kind of getting wet? It's all a bit of a faff. You've got to bring a change of clothes. It's, it's annoying, right? Why have you got to go through all that? Well, I think this is where the blind spot creeps in. I think we have a tendency to over-spiritualize what it means to be a Christian. That is to say, it's just about my heart. It's just about my soul. And we divorce the physical from the spiritual, and we say, God is only really interested in my soul. Guess what? He's not. God is interested in your body. He's interested in who you are as a whole person, body and soul. And so he gives you a sign that isn't just a warm feeling in your heart. It is a wet feeling on your feet. Because he wants you to feel it. He wants you to know it. He wants you to experience that he is interested in your body and your soul. There's always been a temptation to elevate the spiritual over the physical. And so Jesus says, baptize them. Now, let me be clear. Getting baptized does not save you. You are saved as you are joined to Jesus. As you say to Jesus, I want your story to be my story. As by faith, you take hold of him and say, Jesus, I want you to save me. I want you to take me from death to life. Jesus, I want you. That's what saves you. But baptism is then the way that you show that. It's the way that you symbolize it. It's the way that you express it to the world. You say, I'm with him. And so baptism doesn't save you. But if you have been saved, then you will want to be baptized. Because it's the way Jesus said we show it. And it talks about our new identity. And thirdly, it's direction setting. Baptism sets you off on a whole new direction. To become a disciple of Jesus is far more than just turning over a new leaf or adapting some new, adopting some new habits or becoming a bit more religious. It's about being changed. 
When you come up out of the water, you're coming up to a new life. You're coming up to a new purpose, a new understanding, a new reality. That says, I want everything to change now. I don't want to continue living the way I was living. I want instead to live this new life for this new story. It sets a new direction. And so any thought that you could kind of get baptized and then just carry on with life. You know, you know when... Um, People, who, someone won 184 million pounds on the lottery last week. Did you see this? Was it any of you? That would be really great if it was one of you. <laughs> uh, someone, you know, it's funny when people win a big sum of money. And they, they always say something, it won't change me. You know, it won't change me. I'll just be the same as I've always been. Or they get a big break. You know, they become some big celebrity. It's not going to change me. Of course, it's going to ch- of course it's going to change you. And if you go into becoming a Christian going, but don't worry, it's not going to change me, you completely misunderstood. Becoming a Christian, being baptized is like saying, this is really going to change me. Everything about me is going to change. I have a new direction. I have a new purpose. I have a new goal to live for. I used to live for myself. I used to live for what I wanted, for what I decided was the most important. I now submit myself and live for what he says is most important. That can be scary. Because what if Jesus is asking you to live a way that you don't want to live? What if Jesus is asking you to live a way that you find hard? What if Jesus is going to say to you, I want you to give me this. I want you to live like this. Your baptism is what you, say, is what you look back to. And you say, Jesus, I committed myself to go this direction. I want to honor my vows that I made at my baptism. So it may be that there's some people who are here who have been baptized, but you've, since then, you've, you've turned away from Jesus. You've forgotten him. You're, you're, living, you're living as if he doesn't really exist. This afternoon, I want to call you back to your baptism. I want to call you back to what you promised. I want to call you back to what your story was. I want to call you back to what your new identity is in Christ and say, let that set the direction of your life. It's direction setting. And finally, it's future transforming. Because the human story is a story of life to death. The human story is one that always ends in death. When Jesus takes hold of you, your future is transformed and he gives you life. And when you come up out of the water, it is like a little picture of what's going to happen to you when you die, right? This is mind-bending. Right, this is what's going to happen to me when I die. I'm going to go down into death and then rise again. Because just like a beach ball, you know when you've got a beach ball and you're trying to keep it under the water and you're holding it down under the water, it just won't stay down. And no matter how hard you push it down, it always finds a way to pop back up again. That's the Christian. That's what baptism is. If the symbol of baptism is you go under the water and you stay there, don't get baptized. Whatever you do, don't get baptized. That's rubbish, rubbish. 
But as you see someone pop buck up out of the water, it tells you that that's going to happen to them when they pop buck up out of the grave when Jesus returns. And how do we know that's going to happen? Because that's Jesus' story, because that's what happened to Jesus. They tried to push Jesus, the beach ball, underwater. They tried to hold him down, but you can't hold Jesus down because he's too powerful, because he's too good, because he's too beautiful. And Jesus burst out of the tomb. And if you're tied to him, that's your future too. This is why baptism is so profound. All of that is wrapped up in baptism and more. Baptism talks about us being washed clean. It's like having a bath. All of this is wrapped up, this new identity that we have. That's who we are. So let me just um, try and apply this. Let me say to those of you who are here and you say, I'm I'm not a Christian. I I, I don't really know what I believe. I'm so, so glad you're here. We love, I mean, there'll be a number of people who aren't sure what they believe, but they're here, right? You're so, so welcome. But let me just say to you, this picture of baptism, this down and up of baptism, it is the most beautiful story. And although there is pain in the down, there is such beauty in the up. And I want to encourage you this afternoon, even this afternoon, to say to Jesus, Jesus, I want that life. I know I don't deserve it. I know I've done things wrong. I know I've tried to live my own way. I'm tired of living my own story. I'm tired of trying to be impressive. I'm tired of what other people have said to me. Jesus says, tell you what, let me write your story. Jesus says, I'll write you a story where I tell you how much you're worth. I tell you how valuable you are. I tell you how much, although you have failed, I love you. I tell you how much I've done for you. I tell you how much that I have given for you. And Jesus says, now take hold of me and let's do this life together. Let your story become my story. And let's go through even death itself to life beyond. Come be part of my story. Jesus is calling you this afternoon to come. Maybe this afternoon there's someone here who says, I want that. If you're here and you've not been baptized, let me encourage you to get baptized. You say, how on earth do I do that? Where am I going to find a bit of water to get baptized in? Well, guess what? In a few weeks' time, we're going to have a bit of water. (laughs) We're going to have a um, pool outside in the playground, um, and people who want to get baptized... If you'd like to get baptized, come talk to me afterwards or in the next week or so, and we can chat that through. And then in a few weeks' time, why not get baptized? And let that, do that story thing. Now, it may be that that really scares you. That's okay. If you're not sure, it's okay. Come and talk to us about it, and we can work that through and talk it through. But there's a blind spot where I have not magnified baptism enough to you, and I want to do that today and say, please get baptized. It really is glorious. Um, it may be that some people are thinking, oh man, I was baptized as a child. Does that count? But let me say you this gently. Here is what I will hold with a firm hand. Christians, all Christians should be baptized. 
I think that there are different opinions and views on the right way for a baptism to be done. That doesn't mean that I don't have my opinions. And actually, as a church, we have a way of doing it. Our, our, our um, practice is that people believe in Jesus and then are baptized. That is how we do it. That's because, as elders, that's what we think we see in the Bible. Jesus says, repent and be baptized. Believe in him and be baptized. And so it's something, as an adult, you take hold of, and then you say, right, I, I want to live that. And by adult, that's, I mean, that could be quite a young adult. <laughs> that I would baptize someone who says, I'm believing in Jesus. But I understand that other churches um, have done things in different ways. And if you have been baptized as a child, and it is your conviction that that is your baptism, terrific, own it. Think on it, dwell on it, praise God for it. You may have all sorts of questions because there will be some people here who say, well, perhaps I was baptized as a child, but I don't know if that was real. I don't feel like it was real. If you want to talk that through, that's fine. We want to help you to get clear on this. We're not going to put people under pressure to do things. We want you to come to a clear conscience conviction around what is the right thing to do. Because I want every single member of Globe Church to be able to say, I'm so excited I've been baptized. Whether that was as a kid or as an adult, I, I want us to be able to own it, be proud of it, and say, I am, this is my baptism. Because it tells your story, it defines your identity, it sets your direction, and it transforms your future. It really matters. And if you are someone who's been baptized, then think about it often. Dwell on it. Chew over it. Enjoy it. And that's what we're going to do now. We're going to take some time to think about all that Jesus has done for us. And I want you to challenge me, actually, as we go forward, that if we are telling people how to become a Christian, we should be telling them to get baptized at that point. Let's be better at doing that. Let's be bolder at doing that. Because baptism is this beautiful sign. It's not a random, weird initiation ceremony. It's a beautiful declaration of Jesus and what he has done. Why don't we bow our heads um, and pray? Heavenly Father, we praise you for this command of Jesus to go and make disciples, baptizing them, calling people to take hold of Jesus, calling people to make our story join to his story, that his story of death and life might be our story, that that might become our song. Father, please, we pray that we would be those who magnify the importance and the meaning of baptism, who celebrate it who enjoy all that you have done for us. Father, please help us even as we reflect on it now in Jesus' name. Amen.